Welcome to the Homeownership Insights Podcast, your leading mortgage podcast, sponsored by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Listen as experts from across the country share knowledge to help home buyers and homeowners make the best decisions in their homeownership journey. Our next podcast begins right now. Welcome back to the Homeownership Insights Podcast. I'm Casey Morris, and today I'm talking with Barry Habib, who is the founder and CEO of MBS Highway and who is a go-to voice on interest rates in the mortgage industry. So, Barry, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you because I know that consumers are really concerned about interest rates. They're trying, thinking, should I try to time the market? Are rates going to go down? You know, there's a lot of back and forth out there. So um, we definitely want to get some clear information to people. So thank you so much for being on. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Casey. Thank you. <clears throat> awesome. So I thought we could just dive right in and start with the big topic, um, which is, do you expect mortgage rates to go down in 2023? Yeah, um, we had forecasted that um, they would start coming down. We actually, last summer, we'd given a specific date of November 10th is when they'd start coming down. And we had hit that on the head as November 10th was the date. Uh, and the reason for that is because that's when the October inflation readings were going to come out. And we knew that it would take a little time for the Fed hikes to start to take an effect on slowing the economy. And we felt that the timing would be right for about October. And it turns out it was. But in addition to that, the October reading replaced October from 2021, which was the first time that we thought a lower reading would replace a higher reading, meaning that the inflation rate would come down. And the reason we're focused on inflation is because mortgage rates don't follow what the Fed does. I know a lot of people think that. If the Fed's buying mortgage bonds, that's one thing. But Fed hikes and Fed cuts don't have a don't have a correlation to mortgage rates. You know, if you think about where we've been since November, early November, the Fed's hiked rates by 1.25%, but mortgage rates have come down 1%. So yeah, we have been forecasting them coming down. They've come down quite a bit, but where are they going? In the first half of 2023, we see about a 5% 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And that is because, once again, we see inflation numbers coming down. It's going to be a rocky road. It's not going to be in a straight line, but we think inflation numbers still come down. But you can circle a date on your calendar. I'm going to give you another date. It's going to be May 10th. That's when you're going to get the April inflation readings. And that's when we see a big move lower in inflation and correspondingly a big move lower in mortgage rates. We think that starts um, end of spring, early summer for much lower mortgage rates. We think that, uh, again, you'll be in that 5%, maybe even below 5% range on mortgages. And what should homebuyers be thinking about, um, you know, when they're hearing this? And, um, you know, what context should they keep in mind? You know, I can imagine someone thinking, okay, well, if rates are going to go down, then I'm just going to wait to get into the market. Um, is that a smart way to be thinking about it? Or is there a more nuanced context that they can be thinking about, you know, as we are just into the start of the year? Well, you know, chaos creates opportunities. In order to see opportunities, you have to think in advance. You know, a great way Gretzky would skate, not where the puck is, but where it's going. So let's think about this. You've got a real estate market currently that still has low inventory. There's no doubt about it. Inventory is still low, but buyers are hibernating. And you're describing the current buyer today that's hibernating, that's going to wait for rates to come down. So what happens when you have a low inventory environment where incomes are going up? So you have Incomes going up, rates coming down, making homes much more affordable and pent up demand all into a low inventory environment. Well, it's going to cause prices to rise and competition to be more fierce. 
So when do you want to be in that? You want to be shopping prior to rates going up or and, and when there's less competition and get a discount, or do you want to wait till rates do, I should have said prior to rates coming down. You want to wait till rates do actually come down. And then there's a horde of buyers that come out into a low inventory environment and prices are going up. Well, you want to do it before it happens. You want to see the future before it becomes obvious. So how do I have my cake and eat it too? And there's an easy way to do that, believe it or not. So a year ago, if you wanted to buy a home, you probably had to spend well over asking price. You know, so $500,000 home, you probably had to spend five fifty dollars for that home because the competition was so fierce. But now it's come down to a more normal environment. Heck, a $500,000 home, I wouldn't be surprised if you can get that home for four eighty-five dollars or four ninety. dollars see a little bit of a discount there. And most people who would negotiate for that will take the discount. And while that certainly seems to make sense, you can actually parlay that into a much greater savings. And the way to do it is to use that money as a seller contribution. So the seller doesn't care. They'll give you that ten or $15,000. They don't care. They're giving that as a concession, whether it's in price or seller contribution makes no difference to them. But as the buyer, if I take that instead of a price reduction as a seller contribution, I now can use that to buy my rate down significantly lower. So I can actually get the home of my dreams today, get it at a discount, get the rate I want today at a discount, increase my buying power today so I could actually buy a a nicer home and then sit back and wait because I've already got that lower rate because I had the seller pay it for me to when rates actually do come down. Now you've got a horde of buyers come in and I watch my value of home that I got at a discount go up significantly from there. And, you know, it shouldn't be underestimated because look at the, take a look at a scenario of someone putting 10% down on a $500,000 home. Their investment is $50,000. So if you're able to receive just a 2% discount today, and instead of a 2% discount, next year, home values go up conservatively, 4%, or let's just say 3%. That's a swing of 5%, right? That's a swing of $25,000. On your, on your $50,000 investment, that's a 50% rate of return differential, 50% rate of return differential. That's why so much wealth is created with real estate. That's a really great point. And I, I, you know, I think all of that, um, hopefully that will be helpful to people who are listening to this and, you know, to try to get them out of that mindset of trying to time the market based on what they're seeing, because there is so much opportunity in acting now. If you think through the strategy or you work with a loan officer to figure out a strategy. And, um, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned buying down the interest rate because we actually just had a podcast episode come out about, um, seller paid to one buy downs um, and, you know, just trying to educate people and there are options out there. Um, you don't have to wait. And it's probably not a good idea to wait because you may end up paying more in the long run. Whereas if you, you know, kind of just dive in now and really look at the numbers, there's a huge opportunity here. Yeah. And Casey, on that two one buy down, it's, it's really nice because the same example at $500,000 home, if you did a two one buy down, let's just say the rate were six and a quarter uh, today probably between six and eight, six and a quarter, something like that. So you'd actually start off with four and a quarter for the first year. Then it would go to five and a quarter, then six and a quarter. However, if you agree that rates are heading down, you get that four and a quarter rate today. You save $500 a month. When rates come down, you take the unused portion of the buy down because you're going to refinance sooner. That gets refunded to you. You can actually use that to fund the refinance. 
So you can essentially refinance for free. So get the low rate today, refinance it for free to keep a low rate. And again, take advantage of the seller having paid this for you all while you are able to get a discount on that home and watch that home's value go up because you got in on the ground floor. You were smart enough to get in before it became obvious. So you saw the future before it became obvious. Right, right. Absolutely. And we recently had Dave Stevens, who um, for listeners who may not know who he is, um, he is the former federal housing commissioner and uh, former president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association on the podcast. And he suggested that this winter and spring will actually be the best opportunity for homebuyers for the next three years. Even if rates drop later this year, um, this is really the best time. Um, so what is your take on that? And do you see this as, um, you know, this winter and spring as like the most favorable, you know, looking ahead even into further into 20? 23 and maybe into 2024 and 2025. Yeah, I agree with David. David's a dear friend and I, I, I agree with him. We, um, we see completely eye to eye on that. I think uh, this is an excellent opportunity right now. Uh, there is historically during the winter months, anyway, a slower time, a little less competition. You see activity picks up every year between April and July due to the fact that families want their children to start at the beginning of the school year. So you see this pick up in activity every year because people realize that, uh, you know, as far as my child goes, if my child is going to be relocated into a different school system and they come in the middle of the year, it's already tough enough because kids could be, kids could be, you know, mean and kids could also have formed friendships. So that could be difficult on your child, but grades can suffer. So if I have my child thriving, and doing well, but now in the midst of the school year, they go to a different school. Let's remember that no two schools teach the same way, the same curriculum, no two teachers teach the same way. So they could be thriving in one classroom, but then when they're moved and relocated, they can have difficulties and their grades can suffer. And that could be stressful for the kid, for the family. So I want my kid to start at the beginning of the school year, right? Which means that I have to be moved in by June, July, or August. So I'm out there shopping, buying for a home, April, May, June, July. And that's where you're going to get a lot more competition for the homes that are available. So I feel that you know, looking at this as you know, this winter, early spring as an optimum time to buy. Yes. And of course, we know that that is probably before mortgage rates would start coming down, which would add additional competition and additional activity. But there's ways to get around that, as I said, by having the seller pay your closing costs, by doing a 2-1 buy down, by doing a refinance later on, you will actually save a lot more money doing so. Look, think about it this way. So so what? I have to do a refinance and it cost me $2,000 to do it, right? But if I saved $15,000 or $10,000 in the price of the home and I made, because I got an early, an extra ten dollars or $15,000 from the home price going up, who cares if I have to spend 2000 bucks for a refinance? Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it just, it all seems to come back to like looking at it and looking at the full picture and not just sort of getting hung up on rates and saying, well, I don't want to pay more and I don't want to you know buy a house now. And then what if rates drop? It's like, there's so many other things to consider and so many savings that you could have if you just sort of like broaden the scope there um, and really looked at the opportunity. If rates drop, you refinance. Now, Casey, there's another thing that could happen though is that if you've been looking for a home, and let's just say you started looking for, it's not uncommon for somebody to be looking for a home for several months. And let's say you started looking for a home and 
I don't know, let's say it was six months ago when rates were lower. And at the time you were qualified because of the lower rate for a more expensive home than you potentially would be now. Now your eyes have been spoiled because you've seen these nicer homes and now you're feeling, oh man, I have to settle. This is where that negotiation for having the seller pay your points, because if you take a permanent buy down and get that rate down to about 5%, well, then you're right back where you were, where you can qualify for more home and get the same type of home and all by having the seller pay for it. So there are more advantages than that and more ways to overcome some of the hurdles that might that people might perceive. Yeah. And that's such an important point that, you know, right now there's more, more opportunity for negotiation and to ask sellers to do that. But once it's like the peak buying season and more people are coming back into the market because rates go down, um, sellers are not going to have as much incentive to do that because they have plenty of people who want to buy their houses with no conditions at all. Bingo. There you have it. And, And there's another aspect too, is that, as these rates come down, as competition gets more fierce, and as sellers see that, they're going to be probably looking to actually raise prices in that competition. It's right. a tight inventory environment already. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it's like, you know, for the last couple of years from the buyer perspective, it's been really tough, you know, to compete because there has been investors and a lot of people who are coming in with cash and things like that. And so to have a window where there is less competition and it's not all, you know, in the seller's court, this is a great time to to take advantage of it, um, even if it doesn't seem that way on the surface, when you consider all the things that you're talking about and the fact that it might be less stressful um, just because you don't have that extreme competition. Yeah, it's, it's a rare opportunity. You know, the media is so negative on housing. They've been negative on housing for the past 10 years. They've been wrong for 10 years. As we've seen home values do nothing but go straight up. The media has consistently been negative on housing, claiming that renting is better, claiming that there's bubble after bubble after bubble. Now, we are not in anywhere near bubble-like conditions. There's, first of all, one of the things to think about is affordability. Now, it is true that with higher rates, it has become less affordable, but that is not a forever situation for two reasons. One, and we talked about it, rates are headed lower. They've already come down, they're headed lower. So that's one thing. But the other is that incomes are rising. Now, ADP measures 25 million payroll records, and they say if you stayed at your job, your income went up 7.3%. So that means you virtually negate all of the increase from the change in rate, but you've still seen services and food and gasoline prices go up because of inflation. And that's the market we're in right now, where it has become less affordable because of that. But as mortgage rates come down and as incomes during 2023 go up, and let's say they only go up 5%, you can make the point and argue that it is literally more affordable to buy a home in 2023, even with home values having gone up 10% in the last 12 months, even with mortgage rates being higher than they were in 2021, when they were like three and a half. So a 5% mortgage rate instead of three and a half with a, with a purchase price that's 10% higher, you can see clearly that because incomes go up over the past couple of years, that it is literally more affordable to buy a home in 2023 than it would have been in 2021. And you know what happened to home values in 2021. Now, again, I'm not trying to say we're going to see or 10% in a year. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that 4% or so is 
very realistic in appreciation. And that 4% can create an enormous amount of wealth for you. And not only will you see 4%, on top of that, you can get a discount of 2 to 3% today. So this is a very good opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any thoughts on what rates might do, um, not just in 2023, but looking ahead into 2024, um, just to sort of give people a long view, if that's possible? You know, the further out you go, the more difficult it gets to forecast because there becomes these black swan events that uh, are unforeseen and not at all in the realm of forecasting. For example, no one saw COVID coming, right? And, and right. COVID came very fast. You know, let's face it, three months before COVID, no one knew that that was going to possibility that would change the world, right? Just think about that, how it changed everything so fast. And something like the Ukraine and Russia war, mm-hmm. that certainly changed things. And think about the effects that we're feeling on inflation from the stimulus bills that were, that were passed. You know, the, think about the Fed's bungling of interest rate policy. So there are things that are very hard to predict or that are irrational. Who would think that people that are supposed to be smart at the Fed would act so foolishly? Who would think that members of Congress would make the mistakes that they made? Who would, you know, who would have saw that these, these other events that we talked about? So these are things that make forecasting into the future more difficult. So without a black swan event, I think that interest rates towards the end of this year are going to probably have a little bit of a headwind from inflation because there's a lot of inflationary um, factors that are going to help us as inflation comes down. But we should also think about China and China opening up just their air travel and just the usage from this enormous economy, this world's second largest economy, will put pressure on energy prices. And energy prices will, the rise of energy prices from their current very low levels will likely add some inflationary pressure. Now, we can't tap the strategic petroleum reserve. We already did that, uh, unfortunately, um, to dangerously low levels. So that lifeline can't be thrown out anymore. So what will happen is you'll probably see energy prices rise, which will likely put some inflationary pressures in place towards the end of this year. And that could mean that interest rates do start to move a little bit higher. So you know, all the factors are in place right now for like a golden opportunity. Get a discount on the home right now, refinance to a low rate, and then sit back and watch prices go up and sit there with a low interest rate. So I, I think that things are now I don't say rates are going to go skyrocketing, but they they'll probably come off their lows. Now, over time, the further out you go. You know, the amount of debt that's out there has proven itself over time, everywhere in the world, every period of time in history, that as debt levels rise, it's a drag on economic activity, which then is a deflationary effect. So I do think that there is pressure to the downside for rates over a longer period of time. I don't think rates get out of hand. I think we've seen the high. Um whether we get below 5%, I think there's a possibility that we get a little below, but it's not going to be in a straight line. And there's other factors that in the interim will cause a little bit of a rocky road. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. And it sounds like, you know, just like you said, there's an opportunity right now. Um, you know, if, if people are ready to buy a home otherwise, then it doesn't make sense to try and wait and see what rates do. It makes sense to move forward with, um, you know, with all of the different strategies that you mentioned and, you know, get a good deal and get into a home now. Yes. 
Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This was really interesting and informative and hopefully it gives people, you know, just more context than what they're seeing in the headlines and things like that um, to really understand what's going on and what their opportunities are. So I really appreciate your time. Casey, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. 